Good morning. Uh, this is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church. And uh, I just wanted to bring you a little message this morning, being as we're not doing Wednesday nights right now. Uh, I just hate to, to go and not give you a word. So, but anyway, on Wednesdays, I come up to the church with, with David, and uh, this is on what they call Spotify. I don't know if all of you, if any of you heard about it, but you can go to your apps and draw up Spotify, and it's free. You just click on, download it, and then uh, this here comes out over Spotify. So, but anyway, what I wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, anyway, what I wanted to do this morning is uh, I'd just like to bring you a, a, just a word from God. Just uh, And I've entitled this, The Love and the Mercy of God. You know, God is love. You know, the most wonderful truth that this world will probably ever hear is that God is love. But, you know, there are so many people in this world today that believe that God is harsh, He's cruel, he's mean, he's vindictive. But you know, the Bible teaches us something entirely different from this. A lot of people that think this way is stuff that, uh, well, they was punished for something that they have done. Uh, it was their fault. And then God punished them. And then they got mad at God. So, but anyway, John tells us in 1 John, Chapter 4, I'm going to look at verse 8 and verse 16, that God is love. Look at First uh, uh, John chapter 4, verse 8. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. It's saying that if, that if we have never accepted the Lord into our life, then we really don't know what love is because we get our love from God. He puts that love in our heart. And then here in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God dwells in him. When we have that love in us, we are dwelling in, in God and in the Spirit of God is dwelling in us to, to, to pour out that love on others. And uh, here, I want to look, look here. Look at what Paul says concerning the love of God. Here in Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to look at verses 6 through 10. And here it says, While we were still without strength, are still in our sins at the right time, right time. This is the time that God himself chose to send Christ who died for the ungodly. God had a timing. God's got a timing for everything. But at the right time, he sent Christ who died for the ungodly. That's us. We were sinful. And in verse 7, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even die. And here in verse 8, said, but God shows his love for us even while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. God poured out his love on us while we were still sinners, while we were still walking in our sins. Christ came and he died for us. 
in verse 9, since therefore we have now been justified. Well, what do you mean justified? We have been now, through Christ, we have been made right in the eyes of God by the blood of Christ. Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For while we were enemies to God, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by Christ's life. God showed us his great love for us when he sent his son to be our savior. Paul said that God did this while we were, now did you notice that while we were still sinners, while we were still in our sins? You know, God did not decide to love us when we were in our best condition or after we had been saved or after we had accepted Christ. No, he chose to love us in our worst condition while we were still yet sinners. While we were still in all of our filthy sins, God chose to pour out his love on us through his son, Jesus Christ. And in here in Romans 8, 7, listen, it says that sin made us hostile to God. We were enemies against him. And therefore, according to the scripture that we just read up here, we were destined to receive his wrath or we were destined to have God's anger poured out on us. The wrath of God, you know what that is? Many people just, you know, well, God just got a little bit angry. Oh, he got angry, okay. But you know, the wrath of God is to be separated from the presence of God and cast into the lake of fire for all eternity at the great white throne judgment. Now that is anger. That is hostility. God became so angry with those who tortured his son, murdered his son, would never accept his son, laughed at him, made fun of him, and everything. Now, at the end of time, they're going to pay dearly for the way they treated Jesus Christ. You know, and here in John, the book of John, chapter 3, verse 36, it tells us something. And we need to listen to this. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believes not on the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. Yes, God's anger stays on us for all eternity if we have never accepted Jesus Christ. Yet, even while we were still sinful and not even able to do anything to help ourselves, God reached out to us because of his great love and mercy and made a way for us to be forgiven. He let his son come to, a, to an old rugged cross Died on that cross, shed his blood on that cross. He took, his, he took our sins upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. Jesus Christ took the punishment that we deserved. He took it. He says, I love them so much. I'm going to take that punishment upon myself so that they do not have to. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that punishment is gone. We are now looking at eternal life in heaven. And that is God's love for us. You know, you know and Jesus talked about this. Well, Jesus said this so beautifully in his conversation with Nicodemus. And this is probably the most quoted verse in the whole Bible. And probably all of you, even if you do not 
walk with God right now, if you have not ever accepted God, you've still heard this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And he goes on here in verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. Jesus did not come to condemn us. He came to save us. If we're condemned, it's our own doing for failing to accept Jesus Christ. You know, God loves us more than we can ever imagine. Peter tells us, <clears throat> excuse me, Peter tells us in, in, uh, in chapter 2 of Peter, excuse me, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, that God does not want anyone to perish or he does not want anyone to be punished, but for everyone to turn from their sins and to come to Jesus Christ. Now that was just kind of a paraphrase, but I do, I want to read that scripture. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack or he's not slow concerning his promise that he's coming back as some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering or he's patient with us. He's patient toward us, not willing or not wanting that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God doesn't want any of us to perish. He doesn't want any of us to be separated from him. He does not want to send any of us to hell. You know, and if we just really think about it, God is not sending us to hell, we're sending ourselves. We have a choice, and that choice we make right now Following Jesus Christ is going to make all the difference in the world as what's going to happen at the great white throne judgment. So, but listen, I want to ask you, have you ever experienced the love of God? Have you ever felt that love of God? Have you ever felt God's arms wrapped around you, holding you when you're going through some things? I've seen people at funerals. I could tell the presence of God was with them even through this funeral service, they had a peace. They had a smile on their face because they knew where their loved one was. They knew that loved one was, was with God. And they knew that God's arms were wrapped around them. He was there to comfort them. And they had all the peace in the world. And I've seen people at funerals that never knew God. They, they, they didn't have a relationship with them. And they would weep and cry so hard for their loved ones, because they didn't know where they was at. Let God put that peace in your heart. We're all going to experience these things. But when we got God with us, it's so much easier to go through things. But listen, let me ask you something. If, 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 if you need help in understanding God's love and his mercy and how to receive God's salvation, how do I receive salvation? You know, a lot of people, I've had people ask me this well, Brother Bill, how is it that I receive salvation? I've heard of it. But what do I do? How do I receive salvation? Well, let's look at, 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 at a couple of scriptures. It's in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And it just simply says, you know, God made salvation so simple. He made it easy. He did not make it difficult for us. So let, listen to how, what you do to accept Jesus Christ into your life. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. 
For it is with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Bill, why do I need to really just confess him with my mouth? Jesus Christ said in his word that if you will not acknowledge me before men on earth, and I will not acknowledge you before the Father who is in heaven. No, we cannot be ashamed of God. It goes right on. For if you be ashamed of Christ, of God, I will then, I will be ashamed of you. He will confess us before God. We cannot be ashamed. We have to believe in our heart. Notice that. It's not something you believe in your head. It's something you believe in your heart. It's that warm, let's just put it like this. It's a warm, fuzzy feeling that you just know that you know that you know that God has forgiven you. He has he forgiven those sins. Matter of fact, he said, if you'll come to me and confess your sins to me, I will cast those sins away from you as far as the east is from the west. You know, and that is a long ways because just like I've told the congregation before, you can start out walking east and you'll never start west. You'll always be going east. You'll never get to those sins. God said, I will cast them so far away, we'll never see them again, and I will not remember them against you. Right. Yeah. And uh, I know some of you out there are probably thinking, well, I can't come to Christ. I've got too much wrong in my life. I've done too much. God would never forgive me and save me. <clears throat> you know, something as I was putting all this together, I got to thinking. You know, I think God knew that some people would say something like this. So he threw in this verse of Scripture just for you. Listen to it. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You are that whosoever. He didn't say you had to be perfect. He didn't say you had to be good. He said if you would call upon his name and believe that he raised his son up out of that grave and you would confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, you would be saved. Whosoever is anyone that will come and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus to be saved. You know, I'm just going to ask you outright, if you've never received Jesus into your heart, Will you do it today? Because you're not promised tomorrow. None of us is. We don't know what, we don't even know what the ending of this day is going to bring. But if you need to receive Jesus into your life, and this wouldn't be a bad time to do it. We don't know what, what, what tomorrow holds. We don't know what's going to happen from day to day. But when you've got Jesus in your life, he's with you, so it really doesn't make any difference. If, so if you need to receive Jesus in your life, I, would, I just want to ask you something. Will you pray this prayer with me today? <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. So by my faith in you as the Son of God, I believe I am now forgiven and now saved and my name was just now written in the Lamb's book of life. God, thank you for saving me and loving me. Amen. That's it. You know, it's very simple to accept Jesus Christ, to come to him, to walk with him. 
I know, I, you know, I, I was in that world myself once. I know what it's like. You know, people kept asking me, why don't you come and accept Jesus Christ? You know what my answer was? Probably some of the same answers you have. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my life right now. I like the things I'm doing. You know, sin is fun. Let's not lie to ourselves. But it's deadly. It's deadly. If we had to pay for those sins immediately, it wouldn't be so much fun. But we're going to pay for them one way or the other. If you, if you accept Jesus Christ, he removes them. And he's paid for them. But if you don't accept Jesus Christ, and that day comes and you stand before, before the Lord on judgment day, and he looks at you and he points that finger at you and says, depart from me, for I never knew you. And you're cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. We have a choice. He gave us a choice. We can receive Jesus Christ now as our Lord and Savior, or we can burn in hell for all eternity. The choice is yours. You can't blame anybody but yourself. Really, please, think about your life. Think about what's going on in your life. And if you've never accepted Christ, please, today, for your family, your loved ones, Say yes to Christ. He said yes to you when he died on that cross. So just say yes to him, serve him, walk with him, and have eternal life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You can just keep going because it'll never end. But I just do, I want to thank you all if you got to hear this today, or if you did hear it, please think about it. Put it in your heart. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, please make the decision to receive Christ and get him in your life. It's just like Billy Graham said, and I love that quote, I have never met a man who accepted Christ and regretted it. You'll never regret accepting Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your son Jesus. I thank you for what Jesus did in our lives, how he gave us eternal life by giving his life for us. But Lord, he rose again to show us that we too shall one day arise about that grave and be with him in heaven. Lord, thank you for loving us. And Lord, is this is, is, is our world now is going through this pandemic. Lord, I, say, I just pray that you will put your hand upon the people. Put your hedge of protection around them. Guard them, Lord. Guard their families. Walk with them, Lord. Let them, let them just know you're there. Lord, for we know that you're there. You said, for I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, but I will be with you continually. So, Lord, thank you for your love, your mercy, and all of the good things that you do for the way you watch over us and protect us. Lord, give you praise and honor, not just for what you do, but because of who you are. You are our God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.